Relevant speed. Every time you your neighbor and tell your neighbor, say relevant speed. speed. It's important that you understand that one of the greatest things that can happen in your life is to encounter relevant speed. Movement is not just movement when it's not in the right direction. I read from 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 to 27, in the New Living Translation, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 to 27, New Living Translation. Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I love that. He said, I run with purpose in every step. Tell your neighbor, say, it's time to run with purpose in every step. So he said, I run with purpose in every step. I am not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete. Training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. You will not be disqualified. I said you will not be disqualified in the precious name of Jesus. Relevant speed is running in the right direction. Yeah, that's relevant speed. Running in the right direction. Relevant speed is running towards the right thing. Many people are running in life, but they're running towards the wrong thing. Running towards the wrong thing. David ran towards the right thing. He ran towards the right thing. You see, what people are running away from, people were running away from someone, David ran towards that person. Maybe time will permit me to share more about that on Sunday. David ran towards that person because that was relevant speed. Any speed in another direction for David would have been a speed that would take him out of his destiny. Running towards Goliath, for instance, was programmed into David's destiny so that he can connect with purpose, connect with destiny. Would you just imagine with me for a minute that David ran away from Goliath. That would have been what? Irrelevant speed. <laughs> so relevant speed is running towards the right thing. Relevant speed is leveraging the right situation, the right people, or the right things. Leveraging the right situation, the right people, 
or the right thing. Pastor Lange just finished talking to us about leveraging the right people. You also need to learn how to leverage the right situation. In the story of David I just mentioned in passing, David leveraged the right situation because the situation was not meant for that. It didn't look like a destiny opener. It was just an errand. You know, there are situations that you look at them on the surface, they don't look like anything, that they pretend anything great. If you don't think deeply, you won't know that that errand is actually a destiny opener. So leveraging the right situation, leveraging the right people, or the right things. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 11, I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor bread to the wise, nor riches to the men of understanding, nor favor to men of skill, but time and chance happen to them all. That talks about leveraging the right situations. Time and chance happen to them all. Somebody say relevant speed. Relevant speed brings you to divine establishment. Yeah. That's what relevant speed does. That's why you need to crave as you move into the second half of this year, relevant speed. Because relevant speed will bring you into divine establishment. David got too, I mean, so much closer to the throne just based on that one relevant speed. Because people started to see him differently. They saw royalty around him. They saw kingship around him. They, they, even though he was a small boy, but they started to see something differently about him. Because just that one relevant speed in the right direction redefined his destiny. May someone here encounter one relevant speed that will re- redefine your destiny. Yeah. I cannot hear your believing. Amen. Yeah. So relevant speed brings divine establishment. Not every ground is your ground. Yeah, not every ground is your ground. Not every ground is your ground. Somebody may be asking, how do, uh, Pastor, how, uh, uh, how do you explain that? In Deuteronomy chapter 2, Deuteronomy chapter 2, now God promised Israel a land. It's called the good land, the promised land, where God promised he was going to take them. But what happened? They went into what I would call irrelevant speed. The moment they got off and crossed the Red Sea, God telling Moses, why do you stay here and these people are crying and all that? He said, there's only one direction to go, move forward. He said, the Lord will fight your battles and you will hold your peace. And today, he said, the Egyptians that you have seen before, you will see them no more. Exodus 14. Take your time to read that. And you, you, you see how God gave them a marching order in the right direction. And then God started to talk to Moses. You know what? Uh, the way I'm going to lead you by uh, Kadesh Barnea, which is, I, 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 was, I was doing a study on this, and I realized that there are four parts between Egypt and the promised land. The longest of the four happened to be the Kadesh Barnea that God was taking them through. Now, that longest, God, when you read the Psalms, you realize that God took them through that route because he wanted them to be able to, it was relevant speed, he planned it for them. He didn't want them to cross certain places where some people would just deal with them. Yeah. 
So he, 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 so he, he led them through so that they, they would be able to cut off some places and he gave them specific warnings. In Deuteronomy chapter 2 there, uh, um, when, you, when you read from, let's read from verse 1. He said, then we turned and journeyed into the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea as the Lord spoke to me. And we scattered Mount Seir for many days. Verse 2. And the Lord spoke to me saying, you have scattered this mountain long enough. Turn northward and command the people saying, you are about to pass through the territory of your brethren, the descendants of Esau, who lived in Seir. And they will be afraid of you. Therefore, watch yourselves carefully. Do not meddle with them. For I will not give you any of their land. No, no, not such as one step. New Living Translation says one square meter. Yeah. Because not every ground is your ground. We have have come here and we're charging ourselves to accelerate. Not every, you can't accelerate in every direction. I don't know. I don't know if you understand. No, you can't accelerate in every direction. Not every ground is your ground. So God said, "You know what? I've given the sons of Esau, they are your cousins. So I've given them this place. Don't bother." Verse five says, "Don't meddle with them, for I will not give you any of their land. No, not so much as a footstep, because I have given Monsieur to Esau as a possession. You shall buy food from them with money." That you may eat. You shall also buy water from them with money that you may eat. You know what they did? Instead of buying all that, passing through, they just, they passed around them. They didn't even bother. Because God has already given them the direction of their relevant speed. Just pass through them. So they, they took that route just because God wanted to guide them. The whole journey, check it, Google it. 250 miles, just about that. That was the old journey. In those days, they said it was about a month. That's why we say it's a journey of 40 days. It was about a month. <laughs> but something happened to them. They started to merry-go-round and do stuff that they're not supposed to do. They started to think in the ways that they're not supposed to think. Oh, may the Lord give you understanding today. Amen. To understand your root in destiny. And to follow the path that he has here marked for you. Or somebody say better amen. Amen. So relevant speed is running on purpose with divine direction. Running on purpose with divine direction. When you are engaging relevant speed, you walk like the Israelites. The Bible says that God guided them by the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. For the pillar of cloud, they looked at it. When it moved, they moved. When it stopped, they stopped. Do you know that sometimes in life, standing in the right place is relevant speed? <laughs> just, just standing still is relevant speed. I'm speaking to somebody here tonight who may be thinking, but it looks like I've been standing for too long. Dr. Otterby shared last night about times and seasons. That's a time in destiny. We're standing, walking in the same place, doing the same things. It's relevant speed. Sometimes you are so overwhelmed by what is going on around you and all God is saying, you're, you're just like the Israelites, you, you have the pillar of cloud. Until it moves, you shouldn't move. Until it moves, you shouldn't move. 
Do you know how frustrating that ex- one day I was reading that passage of the scripture and I was meditating on it, and it, it so got to me, I was like, Wow, God, but why, why do you do this to people? And the Holy started to talk to me that, okay, read it a little more. So I read it a little more, and I was like, Can you imagine me driving in traffic and there was traffic light, and sometimes I'm, you know, like, Is this thing working? Does it happen to you? Especially when you are really in a hurry. Meanwhile, the traffic light is working. Then you tell yourself, if it doesn't change in another five seconds, me, I will go. I will go. Because it's, it's, I'm not really sure if it's working. But sometimes we give ourselves the excuse, it's too late. It's almost 10 p.m. Somebody can't just be standing here, you know, and this thing doesn't look like it's working. I mean, you can imagine what the Israelites went through. Moses, don't you think this cloud is broken? It's bad. <laughs> because the cloud has not moved. And we have been here two days. And God said, except the cloud moves, that's when you move. Are you still with me today? Because you can gloss over that place. And say, the Lord guided them by the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. Uh, At that night, the pillar of fire gave them warmth. But until it moved, they go nowhere. The pillar of cloud it's there, shading them in the day. But until it moved, they, they went nowhere. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. If you want to make relevant speed for destiny, you need to understand that sometimes just standing, knowing that there's no other thing to do, the option you have is to fall. But you are standing. You are making relevant speed. Yeah. Because the Bible says, I haven't done all to stand. Stand, therefore. Somebody's listening to me tonight. I'm aware that you're going through stuff. But you have no option if you're going to fulfill destiny. Stand. Tap your neighbor for me, say stand. Or tap somebody and say stand to stand. Glory be to Jesus. It's when you stand that it becomes relevant speed, not when you fall. Because many things may be happening around you and it may not look like you can still stand, but you can't stand. Glory be to Jesus. I'd love to pray for somebody here also tonight as I speak about irrelevant speed. That the journey of 40 days will not take you 40 years. I cannot hear a a, a real amen. I said, the journey of 40 days not take you 40 years. In the precious name of the Lord Jesus. But one thing that you must understand, talking about relevant and irrelevant speed, is that... (laughs) God wants to guide you. He wants to lead you. Many people have turned the wilderness to their place of allocation or the place of fulfillment of destiny. Nobody fulfills destiny in the wilderness. That's why the wilderness experience can never be forever. You see, God has a promised land for me. I may have to pass through the wilderness. What God expects is that I pass through it engaging relevant speed. Because Moses could not share the wilderness to them. He could only share the promised land. The wilderness, therefore, is just a place to pass through, not a place to hang out. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Because you can't get the fulfillment of destiny in the wilderness. The people wanted to turn it to a permanent place of abode. What happened? God took them out. 
Yeah. God took them out. Are you still with me today? So the wilderness is not your place of allocation. And you need to be able to move with relevant speed. So, let me, let me give some examples of what gets people into a relevant speed. So, you move with a relevant speed when you do the following. One, when you suffer a spiritual disconnection. Yeah, when you suffer a spiritual disconnection. Spiritual disconnection happens when you, you know, start to play games with God. When you become a drifter. In the wilderness, they became drifters. They were just drifting, moving from here to there, not gaining specific of direction again. And one of the things they also did, when you become a drifter, one of the things that happened to you is that you, 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 you disconnect yourself from accountability. Israel was no longer accountable to Moses. They were doing whatever they liked. In fact, they were querying Moses in different ways, asking crazy questions. Have you come to a point in your life right now where you're just asking all kinds of questions? The questions, they don't even make sense to you, let alone the people you're asking. And if they don't make sense to you, it's likely that they won't make sense to God. (laughs) I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. They were asking Moses, don't they have burial ground cemeteries in Egypt that you have brought us to this place to bury us here? What, what kind of question is that? I don't know if you understand what, what What kind of question is that? Who asked that kind of question? Except for somebody who is totally disconnected from reality. You see, when you start to live a disconnected life, what happens is that everything around you starts to speak to you, and what they say to you is, do your own thing. Do whatever you like. And you, you, you don't even think whether those things make sense or not. Let me give you an example of disconnected life. When somebody who is supposed to be happily married, all right, good children, beautiful wife, says it doesn't make sense to stay with one woman. What should make sense is no longer making sense to him. Is living a disconnected life. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. It's not only disconnected from... You see, the moment you start... If you have been a Christian before, and you start to disconnect from God, you know the truth? You will start to disconnect from reality. Because you will have a new normal, a new reality. Yeah. The devil creates a new reality for you. That engenders irrelevant speed. You just see the person becomes a drifter. Just doing all sorts of things. Yeah. When you become, uh, another way that you, you start to move with irrelevant speed is when you engage in comparison and copying other people. You can imagine when you're supposed to have a lane that you're running on and you're supposed to be making relevant speed, the moment you start, you go into the comparison game and start to copy other people. Yeah. Let me give an example of what I'm talking about. When I finished my undergraduate studies, I think I was sharing with Pastor Lan, uh, Dr. Otterbill yesterday. When I finished my undergraduate studies, I, there was a bit of pressure on me. I haven't started or pioneered a ministry in the university 
started a, a campus ministry, a, a, a strong church with, that is still there in that campus till today. Over, I mean, 20 something years now, still going strong. Everybody had an expectation of me that you finish, you do your youth service, and then start a church. <laughs> a lot of my friends were also starting churches at that time. But I checked my spirit and I told myself, I'm not going to follow the Joneses. I checked my spirit. There was nothing like starting a church there. And I stayed with it. And, you know, I already had my pastor as my mentor. So we just got talking and it was like, uh, do, can't you just pray about, you know, doing ministry? Because I was, I, I mean, I already had a job, you know, and all that. Just doing ministry. And I started to pray about it. And somehow, I can literally say that you used uh, um, wisdom, the wisdom of the wisdom of God, that was what he used to actually get me into ministry. Because I didn't want to. I was, you know, I was like, oh, George, do, do. After a while, he would tell me, go and pray again. Go and pray again. Go and pray again. This time I went on a retreat. I think it was a redemption camp. And I prayed, 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 until it settled in my spirit that I was supposed to be a full-time minister. And, and then God also told me, Go, go with your pastor. Till date, that's still one of the most relevant speed that I've gained. I'm telling you the truth. If I, there were people who started churches then. The church, themselves, everything gone. Yeah. I know people who finished then. Because I had friends in different universities, like four or five universities, Barcelona and I then, we had friends. Some of them, we don't even know where they are today. You know, the saddest part of it, and I say this, you know, with a heavy heart, some have gone home to be with the Lord. Yeah. Because they, 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 they did stuff. They just did things. <laughs> they, just, they, they just moved. You see, if God would say to them in the wilderness, and they were his beloved, and we as Gentiles, who were grafted in to enjoy the same grace. And he will say in the wilderness, you know, I deal with you here. I bury you here. Anyone <laughs> who engages irrelevant speed is also playing with life. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. You can't say because you're a child of God that you move anyhow. Yeah? You just move. Like evil spirit. <laughs> just move anyhow. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. So it's extremely important that we understand it. Whether it's business you're about to start, whether it's it's career move, you always need to ask yourself, even in normal living, something must always be at the back of your mind. Is this relevant or irrelevant speed? Because you can take grace from here and take courage from this conference and you want to engage some level of speed, but please, Hold on to ask yourself, is this relevant or irrelevant speed? So when you engage in spiritual disconnectedness, you engage in comparison and copying other people, what the, the end result will be irrelevant speed. Let me pick one more and I'll start to round off. When you start to suffer mental laziness and you are doing nothing about it, it's to engender irrelevant speed. You know, in the popular story of Esau, 
Esau started to develop mental laziness. And why did I say Esau developed mental laziness? In Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 27, look at what the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 27. The lazy man does not roast what he took in hunting. That hay part. Said the lazy man does not roast what he took in hunting, but diligence is man's precious possession. Now, let me explain a little. When you talk about mental laziness, it's not the same as physical laziness. A lazy man, the Bible says, does not roast what he took in hunting. If you go out to hunt, you are not lazy. That is physical strength. But when it comes to processing, I don't know if you understand. Roasting is processing. Refining. Repackaging. Taking something that to the point where it has commercial value. It's one thing for you, for God to give you an idea. It's another thing for you to package it for the market. You know part of what is wrong with us in Africa, and I said it with a bit of uh, shameful feeling, We have oil. We cannot refine. A lazy man does not roast. Roast, there is just process. Process, preserve, make it marketable. What it took in hunting. We always use raw power. But mental power, most of the time, zero. Because we don't want to exert ourselves mentally. So, the oil is still in that raw state that everybody is carrying it away. We will now buy the refined product. It's the highest demonstration of mental laziness. Am I saying the truth tonight? The highest demonstration of mental laziness that is still around us, plaguing us here today. And I pray in the name of Jesus for this nation today that God will deliver us from mental laziness. Yeah. Because technologies are available. We're very brilliant people. But somehow, that's, that was what happened to, to Esau. Esau became mentally lazy. He could go to the field to do all that. But when the father said, go and prepare me venison, such as I love, that I may bless you, Esau went back to the field. What happened to the one he took yesterday? To roast it and get it ready. You can imagine if the barbecue was on fire. Or he has, you know, dried it up, packaged it, put it in one place. Because even in the days of Esau, they were able to keep things overnight. How do I know? When they were gathering manna in the wilderness, they were still thinking about keeping it to the next day. Am I saying the truth? Esau went out every day. No roasting, no preservation, finish everything. When his father told him, go and make me venison, what did he do? He ran back to the bush. Uh, Jacob went to the house, killed one, quickly, Madame Parker did for him, and then he, t- he took the blessing. May somebody else not take your blessing. May you be able to gain relevant speed in the name of the Lord Jesus. May mental laziness not stop you from fulfilling God's destiny for you in the name of Jesus. It's important that we understand that. Signs that your speed is irrelevant. <laughs> Gambling with money in business. Some people are here this year, six months of the year. You've done like three or four things, just losing money everywhere. Irrelevant speed. 
you have said you are starting this, everybody celebrated. Boom, it, it ended. And then you're starting again. You have been able to wear out some of your friends because they gave money for this, they contributed into this, it didn't work, contributed into the irrelevant speed. God will deliver somebody from a relevant speed. Another one is going in and out of relationships. There are some singles listening to me tonight. Maybe you're on your second or third relationship this year. Now, when you tell people I'm dating, they just ease and just walk away. They say, we'll wait for you. When the IV is out, we know you are serious. Because you are now becoming synonymous with relevant speed. In the area of relationship, you date that one, and then you kick them away, and then you date another one. Why don't you just wait? And just engage relevant speed. Let me tell you something. I'm a young man. I'm in my 40s. One of the things that God has done for me in my life is the ability to engage relevant speed. Some of the things that God has used me to do, in fact, some of the things I've manifested in our church is ability to gain relevant speed. Let me give you an example. When we, were, when we started this church at the city mall in Onikon, I thought we were going to be there for long. They were going to stay there, do multiple services, do this, that, 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 that. But all of a sudden, less than how many months? We started in October. By December, getting to January, four months, I started to feel uncomfortable in that place. I started to feel uncomfortable there. Apparently, our, that place is a manger. It's not a place to live. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. You can be born in a manger. It doesn't mean that you should live in a manger. Yeah? You have to locate your house. And all of a sudden, God started to steer my heart. Started to steer my heart. A church of four to five months. One of the major miracles that happened was that a church of four to five months was able to take up a project that time of 75 million naira to move from that place to number three Remyolo Udewe, where Life Point Church is today. It was just... <laughs> it was a steering of the heart because I was open to the fact that it takes relevant speed to get into destiny. It takes relevant speed to get into destiny. Speed in the right direction. Is somebody still with me tonight? Oh, I pray for somebody here tonight. From this place, you start to engage relevant speed. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I can go on and on with different signs. One is doing things that you don't have grace for. Irrelevant speed. Yeah. Things that you don't have grace for. Time to go to a place where God has not planted you. Yeah. You leave Nigeria, relocate to America or to Canada or Europe. If God has not planted you there, that's irrelevant speed. I know people who have done it. Right? They still came back. And they came back to start afresh. Irrelevant speed. It's just like the children of Israel in the wilderness. Just moving to and fro. You stay in the place of grace or else you'll be disgraced. Stay in the area of your strength, the place of your grace. Don't do a business because somebody else is doing it. Irrelevant speed. Glory be to Jesus. Let me wrap this all up. 
And this time, I want you to help me call it. As I call it, you will tell me whether it's relevant speed or irrelevant speed. Is that okay? I said, is that okay? When someone offers you a hefty incentive, also known as bribe, to cut corners in business. What's that? Let me give you another one. When you have made a commitment to be celibate, but an ex-boyfriend or girlfriend invites you to their house at midnight. Let me give you another one. Another one. When you have decided to be sober, but your former drinking partner keeps calling you. Let's do another one. One more. More, right? When you have decided to be faithful to your spouse, but there is someone in your office that is after you. Can we do one more? When you have made up your mind to seek God in study and prayer, but there is a movie marathon on TV. Stand on your feet, everybody. Stand on your feet, everybody.